Good morning, afternoon, and evening, Supercoach Elites. Welcome back to another Supercoach Elites podcast, proudly sponsored by the guys at exoticlimo.com.au and our mates at hungover.net.au. Feel your worst while looking your best. My name's Corey, and as always, alongside me is the Bombs Express. Choo-choo! That's right, Corey, the Bombs Express. Gee, I'll stuff that one up. Uh, is back, but I'll tell you, Corey, I've only stuffed it up because... Uh, I've got no idea why I stuffed it up, to be honest, Corey. So why don't we just tell the listeners where they can hit us up on social media and then let's wrap up the season. That was 2019. Uh, find us on social media at SC Elites on Facebook, iTunes, and SoundCloud at Supercoach Elites. The final podcast for the year. That could be a fib because, you know, sometimes we come and do things in the off-season and, and whatnot. But, hey, an extensive review of what was the year. Um going to go through round by round, talk about the trades we made, what we did, you know, where we were ranked, what we learnt on the year, um, we'll have a bit of a chat about, you know, the grand final and our um, predictions for that and our predictions for Brownlow and things like that too. Um, seeing Lockie Neal's in a bit of hot water today as well, Bombs, potentially MRO troubles for a strike off the ball, which I didn't see on the weekend, but... Be hilarious. Oh, that'd be shit ass, to be honest. Um... Yeah, so look, anyway, first first things first, you're a little bit excited about something that happened on the weekend, Bombs, and it wasn't the fact that you won a league. Well, Corey, you know, I enter a few money leagues, and I won a $100 cash entry league, Corey, and, um, but that wasn't the highlight of the weekend. Um, I scored 28-78, Corey. That oh, was, was that not... the highlight? No, no, oh. Corey, that that was not the highlight. Um, heard Canilio and Papley are coming to Carlton, Corey. Oh, was that the highlight? No, 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 Corey. No, 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 no. That was not the highlight. Um, got myself a uh, a free upgrade at, at a place I was staying at, Corey. Oh, nice. Was that the highlight? No, no, oh. Corey. The highlight was Brenner lost, mate. Brenner lost. And uh, the lid's off, mate. Fuck him. He didn't deserve to win. That fucking dirty prick. He hasn't rocked up on the podcast now. And I am so happy. That gutless bastard, Corey. You'd think he would rock up and talk about the loss that he had. But no. He's got into hiding. See you later, Brenner, you cockhead. <laughs> Yo, that was too good. That was too good. Um, we didn't do fan questions today, Bonds, because we didn't, you know, we didn't want the community to get too emotional sending in the messages. I didn't want too much abuse towards you on the last podcast. Um, so let's talk about the season that was. How did you go, mate? Round twenty three, won the hundred dollar cash grand final. The last one you were in, yeah, that was the one and only one. Yeah, I'll tell you now, I've, I've worked something out. I didn't care about this league, Corey. Didn't care when I versed you in the prelim, wasn't even tracking the game. Barely tracked the game in the grand final, and I just turned out, just went bang, bang. So there could be a new strategy coming from me in the next year. A <laughs> little less care factor. Start of the year. Uh, how did you go? Uh, season uh, rank, what would you end up finishing? 28-78 was the score this week, and uh, 47-66 was the uh the season rank, and it probably could have been a little bit higher, but I did one dumb trade this week, and I did uh, Shannon Hearn out. Uh, sorry, Shannon Hearn in for James Sisley. So it cost me 30-something-odd points. And Look, I was ranked 963 for the week. That's not too bad, but that could have been a little higher. Now, one thing we must say, too, you know, you talk about the $100 league. The listeners are probably sitting back thinking, oh, nice, Bombs, won a $100 league. That'd be a nice little payday for you. Um, well, I probably, have an issue. Now, you think the season's the over. The worst percentage I've ever seen in a... You think the season's oh, yeah. over, Corey, and you think, ah, oh, no, no, Bombsy might be a happy fella. He's won a league, and he's going to be up and about. I'll tell you now. I've got a message for those flogs that run these $100 cash league, Corey. There's 18 teams, Corey. 18 <laughs> times 100 
is $1,800. What do you think the grand final winner gets of that $1,800? I'd, I'd be thinking probably a minimum 1K. Well, that's what I was thinking too, Corey. You can divide that by two, and then you can take off another 20%, because I only ended up with 400, Corey. 400 out of the $1,800 for winning the league. It's not even 25%. It's roughly 22.5%. Whoever runs that league, get fucked. <laughs> yeah, I'll be having a chat with the commission about that next year, because that's... You uh... didn't even make the grand final, Corey. You came third in the overall in that league. And you won 300. 100 less than me. Who went the whole fucking way? Oh, on, I couldn't believe it. I was wrapped when we, you sent through that that payout schedule the other day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, take that. They're rewarding mediocrity, mate. They really are. And that's, that's, that's piss poor. Um, I had one grand final win on the weekend. Uh, one grand final loss by eight points. Uh, a draft league grand final win, which was a winner takes all, so that was nice. Um, and a draft league runners up too, which got paid out as well. So, all in all, you know, not a bad season. Finished 829th overall, so I was pretty happy with that. 2862 in round 23, but bumps more importantly, I'm back in Divi 1, mate. Back where I belong. Well, I don't know if that's where you belong, Corey, but you're certainly there. And, uh, look, I will say this. Congratulations, because next year's going to be fun uh, with you back in it again. And um, I'll tell you now, I think I'm just going to be a bit short on a bit of banter now because I really enjoyed over the last, you know, what's it been, 12, 18 months, uh, just talking to you about being down in Divi 2 and um, hanging my hat on that. But, yeah, I'm going to have to come up with some new insults now over the summer. <laughs> just, I'm sure you'll, you'll think of them in the time. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Oh, uh, should we just get into things, straight into it? Let's do it. Yeah, let's round go. by round. So we're going to go round by round. We'll start with round one and two. So I come out of the... Uh, what's, what's the... Came out of round two, yeah. I was going to say, come out of the come out of the blocks, I'd say the same. Well, you're going to come out of the closet, Corey. Yeah, yeah nah, with a 1,989 in round one, so that was shit. Follow that up with the 2,347 in round two. So 71,000 after round one into 13,000 after round two. And I'll get into round three where we start making trades. How did you go for the first two rounds? Uh, 2016 first round, 2284 round two, and 21,000 overall rank uh, going into round three. Beautiful. And now let's talk about our trades. Round three. So I pop into round three. Uh, nice little 2387. Jump the rank up to inside the top 10,000 with the 3,566. But my trade, and this is the trade that I reckon cost me from probably a top 100 finish this year, and it was uh, Marty Hall out, Matty Parker in. Yeah, I mean, Hall scored uh, a lot of points for a lot of us, uh, you know, floating in, the, in that defence. Um, so, yeah, unlucky for you trading him out. Um, 2,400 I scored in round three, and uh, overall rank at that point, 3,900. So I was going pretty good, I thought. And um, my trade leading into that week, Corey, I thought it was, this was very smart. I, I did trade out Dusty Martin that week, if you recall, yeah. and uh, bought in Tim Kelly via a bit of DPP. That's good. And, um, what did you pay for Tim Kelly at that stage? Uh, 505. So, yeah, yeah I mean, if he went he got as low as about 480, I think. So, I mean, 505, considering I had him from round three, I'm pretty happy with that. And, uh, yeah, it was good to see the back of Dusty, that's for sure. Yeah, peaking points, peaking points. Um, now, I did make that whole trade simply on the fact that he was out and then was a later in the week after, and I didn't have Parker. So, 
Uh, mm. Stuck with the goat, Noah Bolter, and yeah, missed out on Marty Horgie. And Parker did go 90-90 in the first two, didn't he? He's, so, he's uh, you know, hindsight will always have the right answers, Corey, so don't get too uh, down on that move. Round four, I didn't trade. Neither did I. Yep, coming into round five, and this was probably one of my best trades of the season, set a field at 193-600. Was that when he got... Did he get injured or reported? I can't remember. Uh, I think he was reported, was yeah. he? Yeah, he was. The tackle, the tackles. Yeah, and that was uh, Will Setterfield out, Riley O'Brien in. So since Ryan on five onwards, you have absolutely copped it. That was um, that was incredible. And I didn't trade that week because I was drunk on Easter Sunday, if you recall. <laughs> and uh, I missed Riley O'Brien. And uh, just hearing you say, well, I didn't hear you say this, but I know his peak price was over 500000 I mean... I should have been cashing in a lot of money in the back end. Yeah. Um, and in round five, sitting 2,206 overall as well. Uh, and 3,300 for me, which turns out to be the highest rank I had on the season. Yep. Um, going into round six, it was Matty Parker out. So I had him for, what, three rounds. What a trade that was. Um, and Lockhart <laughs> in at 102k. Uh, and Parker out for me as well. But in came uh, Ross from the Tigers, uh, bef- you know, before he got injured at... Only a few weeks after that. But he was going all right uh, up until the injury. Yeah, no, he was going grouse. So it was one that when early days, I remember when you brought him in after those couple of games, I think, oh, shit, I think I really missed out on one here. Um, yeah, and Stack. Injury. Don't forget Stack. So remember, we had the decision between yep. Stack and Ross. And uh, Ross was just getting it done a little bit more. And obviously, uh, gee, it would have been good to have Stack in. But I think we both missed Stack this year, didn't we? Yep. No, we did. That was one yeah. we did miss. Um, there wasn't yep. too many. One of Normally, we had one or the other. But now we both mm-hmm. missed Stack out. Um, going into round seven, and it was Scrimshaw, who I forgot I even owned. Um, 314K, trading him out for, so he done well. Um, and Kelly in at 476. That was probably one of the lowest he, mm. he was at that time of the year. Great price to buy. For me, it was uh, Constable and Butters out. And um, Will Hayes from the Dogs came in with Nat Fife, and I, and I got Fife at 564K. That's an absolute steal. Will Hayes, that's one that I missed as well. I was wrapped with that. I think yeah. that's kind of where I had the the best part of my season is I missed a couple of those real... Dud rookies? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had pretty much all of them. <laughs> stuck fat with a couple of others. Round eight, I had Libertore out, who I forgot I even selected. Um, Petrocelli out at 274k, and in Nat Five, I paid a little bit more than you at 578. And believe it or not, uh, Ainsworth at 117k, who I didn't end up trading, lasted me the whole year. Phenomenal. Finished on that. my bench. Phenomenal that uh, he was able to last. I mean, and I think a lot of that goes down to Rolly O'Brien, I, I reckon. Yeah. Um, for me, definitely. Liber also went out, and he was a forgotten man that I owned. I think Sam Collins as well, the Gold Coast guy. Yeah. Uh, I forgot I owned him too, but they both went out that week, and I cashed myself up because I bought in Ainsworth and uh, Sorbet Corbet. That's another one I missed. That was a good potty, the Sorbet Corbet podcast, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, nicknames are what we're all about here, Corey. Going down memory lane. Uh, we'll go into round nine before we have a chat about rank. Uh, so round nine, uh, Darcy Moore was out for me. And Atkins from Geelong. Geelong. started him as well. Um, and in was Stocker and Boak at 564. Mm-hmm. And I used the money I, I got from the week before and drew... And Ross, who I'd only traded in a few weeks before that, went out. 
and I uh, went Gaff at 5.55 and uh, McRae at 5.74. Oh, they're two good trades. Now, you've got to think about the Gaff one because lead up to finals, you were a little bit annoyed at that, but coming into finals, nah. he definitely done what he needed to do. I was pissed off with him, um, you know, last four or five rounds of the year. But come final times, Corey, no, 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 I was very, very happy because in his last six games, he turned up in five of them. And with a low score of 95 in that period as well, three of his scores were 124 or more as well. So, now uh, he uh, he finished off very well for me, Gaff, and um, ended up I ended up feeling now comfortable with uh, with that decision. Yeah, is that rewarding the favour? Um, was that round nine? Did we say? Yeah, that was round nine. So, I popped a two two five three that round, uh, ten league wins, which is awesome, and finished. I was sitting at four thousand three hundred eighty four. 2,266 and overall 6,436. Yeah, so we're relatively close during that whole time period. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you what, I reckon the main difference between our ranks at the end of the year was just purely me missing those rookies and having the cash. That that would literally be it. I think, no, between our ranks, I, yeah. I think it's purely the buy period. If you look at points scored over the buy, the buys, we might do that. That'll probably be the difference between... Um, our total score difference in the end because I did no buy prep, no buy planning, and and suffered quite a bit during there. Yeah, that's right. You're 100 the league. That's okay. Round 10. <laughs> uh, Constable out at 3:42. Another forgotten man. Will Drew at 3:21. Uh, in Lloyd, Jackie Lloyd, and Young, who's a piece of shit. Yeah, also had Young in that week, but I brought in Lockie Neal at 6:35. Um, who you started, uh, Corey? But yep. what'd you pay? You probably only paid about 30k less than that. Five. No, six. Six oh seven, something like that. Yeah, six oh seven. Six, yeah, six eleven maybe. Yeah. Um, I traded out. Now it was sad to see Sammy Walsh go, and uh, also traded out Dersma that week, who went on to punish me, Corey, because he scored um a hundred and eight the week I traded him, and then a ninety two the week after. Was that the game? Was that the West Coast game? Where he scored a hundred and eight, and uh, it was Hawthorne apparently. Okay. Yep. Um. Nah. Yeah. It is. You know what? Just a bit of an off-topic thing. I've heard a lot of people complain about rookies and shit at the back end of the season. Um, I'm in a couple of uh, Facebook chats where people reckon this was the hardest year ever due to injuries and shit like that. I must say, I, I honest hand on heart, I think this was the most gifted we've been since the Essendon Saga, Gold Coast and GWS coming in the league when it comes to rookies and cash gen. Well, good news, Corey. Tasmania is entering the competition in 2023, apparently, so... Uh... We'll have an easy year that year too. Yeah, I just, I, I can't, I, I, oh man, I find it so That's hard been good. for it's people a, to think, sit yeah. here and complain. I mean, have a look at these names that we, we've traded out, like Scrimshaw, 314, uh, Petrocelli just under 300k, uh, Atkins was 256, Darcy Moore at like 400,000, Constable 350, Drew at 321, Collins at 300,000, like Dylan I might Clark. have gone a little bit earlier on some of these as well, Clark, I had Noel Bolton at 310, Dersma, Butters, like, Jesus Christ, like, oh Sammy, whoa, <laughs> I think people are going to be in for the shock of their life next year when they don't, when they realise how hard cash gain is, yeah, yeah, well, it was a, it was a good season I think for uh for what do you call it, uh, rookies. I mean, we had Dill Clark, we had Logue. I mean, they were players that went up around the 300,000. Setterfield, I think you forgot to mention too. Did you mention Marty Hall? No, because I didn't have him. So there you Ainsworth go. ended up making good coin in the end. <laughs> a lot of players. 
Yeah, yeah. a lot of players. Uh, round 11 was Collins out for me and Oscar Baker in. Uh, Oscar Baker also in for me, but I went Bailey Scott out, that North Melbourne flog who scored 100 on debut and did nothing since. As next year when he's potentially starting from round one at 180, probably doing LDU. Um, <laughs> going to round 12, and this was the start of the bye round, so it was Lockie Whitfield out Lock, when he got injured, Lockhart out, uh, and Sicily and Rotham in. Uh, Scrimshaw, Petrocelli, Hayes, out, out, out. Uh, Boke, uh, Garden, the Flog, and uh, Buley from the Dockers. Shit, that round 12 for me is probably the worst trading I've done all year, to be honest. Um, well, in all fairness, Sicily covered the gap of Whitfield pretty well, come up to finals. <laughs> uh, round 12, I dropped a 2022 because this is the buy round, so we might as well talk about it, and went from 5,000 ranked to 3,621. So 2022, so two. 085 for me, so I went plus 60 on you in the yep. first round. Yep. Um, rank? Uh, 4,300. It's funny what happens after this, though. Yep. Uh, <laughs> round 13 was Noah Bolter, the GOAT, the man who gave us so much entertainment throughout the year. Got to absolutely love him out at 310. Clark and Liam Stocker, who got injured at that stage, in, out for Bewley, bloody Ryan, and Caleb Daniel, who gave me a couple good weeks. Yeah, it's you traded two people in that week that didn't even last a year for you. Isn't that interesting? Great. Ryan and Daniel. Um, for me, it was Brody Smith, uh, Darcy Moore, Jordan Clark, out, out, out. And uh, Ryan as well. I brought in Sicily and Nash from the Tigers who didn't even play a third game. Yeah, glad I missed that one. That was the week early, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I dropped a one seven two zero that week and went up 600 spots to 3179. 1360, so you got a plus 400 on me there, and I dropped 6,000 spots to go over 10 and 10,600, or essentially 10,700 rank. Shit, only 6,000 spots isn't too bad for a 1320. Um, it's pretty bad. Round 14. Oh, so round 13 was two when I got drunk and Captain Sammy Walsh, I think. Or maybe that was round 12. For a 140, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. 140. Uh, round 14, Walsh, Smith, and Gibbons out. Yeah, so Walsh 440, Smith 400, Gibbons 304. Gibbons Who's... just went under the radar, didn't he? If yeah. you ask me before we've done this pod what I traded Gibbons out for, I would have said around 200. I didn't realise he made that much cash. Um... Logue, McRae, so I paid 572 for McRae, and Dylan Clark in at 147. Yeah, and it was Gibbons for, uh, for Dylan Clark. For me. <laughs> yeah, I dropped a 2064, which pushed me up to 2,127. So I had a $3,000, uh, $3,000, 3,000 um, spot jump in the finals, in the positive. I went down, what did you say you scored that week? Uh, 2064. Yep, so 1965. So you got plus 500 on me in the back end in the last two buys. Yeah. So, and I got 60 in the first week. So you went plus 440 points on me in the buy. And that's really all because of that one week, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so by this point, I'm still ranked in the, you know, around 10,000. Um, coming out of the buys, so it was Dersmer out for 385, Oscar Baker out for 225, and Tommy Stewart, who I was pretty happy with, and Haitley in who's an idiot as well. I'm not going to talk about him. Uh, was that round 15? <coughs> yep. You did three trades in round 15? No, Dersmer and Baker. Stuart oh, sorry, Dersmer and Baker. Sorry, my bad. Um, and 15, Ainsworth. I sold him at 2.30. Geez, and that uh, bit of egg on the face. Baker went out and Logan, Haitley, two duds came into the team. I mean, if I knew they were going to be that pathetic, I just would have traded them for not much. 
uh, going into round 16. Probably the best trade that could have happened for me all year was Caleb Daniel going down there. So Daniel out at 5.32. So I only got th two weeks with him on field. Um, and Rowan Marshall in at 5.69. Yeah. Also brought in Rowan Marshall that week, but I traded Brad Crouch to him via DPP and did one really significant upgrade here. I spent $300,000 upgrading Corbet to Rory Laird. So I essentially had a non-playing rookie on my bench, uh, upgraded him all the way to Laird. Now, I remember I did that because I had Naish and I had, um, who was the guy Gardner. from the Dogs? Gardner and uh, Logue. And uh, I think I had one other dud uh, defender as well. So I remember, I remember I had to do a bit of DPP so I could swing Gardner to my forward line, piss off core, but just so I could not. A soccer cover, not fielding a donut kind of thing. Yeah. Round 17, uh, was Riley O'Brien out for 544000 uh, Logan out at 273 Hanrahan and Hearn in as well. That that absolutely burns the fact that you tried to rob for that price. Um, for me, it was the uh, the slut, the whore, the absolute filthy, trashy mother. I mean, the week before, I think the podcast was called... Uh, the two donuts and a whore, was it not? Yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, he was worth like, you know, 400 and he went out and got injured on four points in the first part of the game and um, cost me a bit of cash in the end. But I went whore to Quainor, which again was another dud pick considering he only, you know, did whatever injury he did four weeks later or something like that. Yeah. Uh, not good. At this stage, I'm sitting, that was the first time I'd entered the top 2,000, so 1,861st. Eleven and a half thousand for me. Yep. Uh, round eighteen, Hately out, Trelaw in, which was a good trade for me. Very good trade. Yeah. Yep. Um, I uh, I used the, the cash from the week before. Plus, I did uh, Hately down to Hill from GWS, and uh, did Setterfield up to Bonton Pally, which oh, at nice. five eighty three wasn't too bad. Yeah, you take that. You had a good back end of the year. Um, I didn't trade in round nineteen. I did. I did um, Clark. That's probably Dylan Clark to Dunkley, Kyle Dunkley, and Logue. I went up to Tom Stewart at 573. Yeah. Uh, round 20 was uh, Ryan out at 437, so negative 100K I made on him, uh, and Lockie Whitfield back in. Yeah, good trade. For me, mine probably just pipped yours, uh, I reckon, in the back end here, but Ryan to Hooley, I reckon. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, very good. Only... only I remember I had about 50K in the bank and I just squeezed that trade in because Hooley was the only one I was looking at that week. And, um, yeah, with the way Hooley finished, you couldn't be happy about that. Round 21, which you don't want to talk about, was the first time I made a... First time I jumped into the top 1,000 with an 8.75 ranking, uh, but I didn't trade. And the reason why I don't want to talk about it, that's the week I faced off with Britain, did crouch to Sloan that week. <laughs> and, uh, well, we all know what happened there, Corey. Uh, turned this podcast to, from PG to about MA15+. plus. Uh, well, turned it into R, Corey, and it hasn't really looked back since. Uh, very good, very good. Uh, Crouch out round 22 was uh, Brad Crouch out, Clark out for Kelly and Noble, which in that round wasn't the smartest move, but it worked out in the end. Uh, no trades for me. Yep. Um, and round 23 was Matt Crouch and Sicily out for Dane Zorka and Basha Hooley. Um, and I did Sicily to Hearn, like I said, at the top of the pod. Yep, so finishes the year, like I said before, with an 829th overall ranking and round 23 with an 2862. And what was your total points on the year? Uh, 53,325. What? Uh, 50, 52,000, 52,000, sorry. 52,325. Yep. 
So you beat me by about 700. Yeah. So, well, 450-odd were in the buy. So, yeah, you got me by about 300 there, I reckon. But I did beat you in the prelim, so I'll take that. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's good with the bad. Um, but that, look, that was our season recap. That was a bit of fun. I enjoyed doing that. Yeah, I mean, we probably have different definitions of fun, Corey, but if you say so, yeah, sure. Going through the recap of everything that was. What did you learn out of the year, mate? Well, I learned, Corey, that uh, I don't even know what I learned, that maybe sometimes we have to stick with our uh, rookies a little longer. Um, you know, Ainsworth, I obviously sold at, you know, a pretty bad price. And I probably learned through Gibbons and Setterfield, you know, holding them, because I probably could have got rid of them a lot cheaper at several points, but didn't. Um, but also, I think, you know, if we, if we just think about this in, in general, trades don't always need to be made, Corey. I'm, I'm going to learn that from this year. Trades don't always have to be made. And I think I already knew that, but trades don't always improve your team, do they? No, no. And I learned that the hard way a couple of years ago, and that was what well, I was in interview too. And I think the most important rule of all, Corey, was uh, don't trade in players that aren't onto their third game. So the amount of times I did this, and I'm going to go through uh, the, the players I traded in off there when they've only played one game or no games. Um, I traded in Young, the St Kilda guy. Yep. Uh, that didn't work out. I traded in Gardner from the Dogs. That didn't work out. I traded in Nash. <laughs> that didn't work out. And, um, look, I traded in Ian Hill. Uh, that one did work out, thankfully. And, uh, yeah, that, that'll be that. So of the four I brought in before their third game, uh, only one succeeded, Corey. And, it, look, whilst I had trades in the bank, it didn't cost me any on-field points because I, you know, had you know pretty lucky with injuries, I think, to continue to field a full team or was able to use a bit of DPP in my favour. But I think, uh, yeah, we, we should definitely not be trading in players that aren't onto their third games. Yeah, Young was the one for me too. But that's a prime example. That is a great thing to take out of the season. I think we got sucked into a little bit of the early form from all our rookies and how safe they were. So one thing that we need to monitor next year is just don't go early. Take, I'm telling you, the hardest thing you can do in your season, especially if you didn't have a great one, is do what we're doing right now and reflect on your year, reflect what it was, reflect on the starting team, if you can remember back to some of the real stupid picks you made. I mean, we've seen plenty of teams out there, the Toe Hills and the Carters and things like that. Um, I, I, we've got a rule that you never go into the season with, um, you know, like donuts in, in other lines. If you can if you can get a player on field, then definitely get them on field because players get dropped left, right and centre. Um, one of my real takeaways from this year, and I think it was probably the first time in a long time that we had really sat down. I'm not too sure if it was because I was in Divi 2 or, you know, what it had to do with, but we spent a lot of pre-season talking off podcasts between, you know, two, three, four people. Um, we'd kind Let's of... leave them confidential, mate, confidential files. Yeah, yeah, so we had a lot of um, chats where we would sit there and really talk about our teams and what we had done and, and kind of discussed it between each other. And that's something we don't... I don't think we'd, we've done really before. Like, we've got in pre-season podcasts and sit there and um, and had a talk about it. But, we, you know, we're only giving our opinions for a real short space of time. So... I think that the pre-season chat that this that we had this year, and I know there's a lot of people out there who try and keep their Supercoach team cards close to their chest because they're playing in cash leagues and whatnot, but sit down and talk to your friends who are good about it. Sit down and get into groups. Have Skype sessions. There were sessions that we were having that were like four or five hours long on like they, they Thursday were, night. They were good sessions, Corey. Now, 
you may have learnt that this year, but that's the way I've operated for several years, Corey. You've just been now invited into the inner sanctum of the, uh, the, the, the express train here, mate. So, you know, we get a lot of passengers that are just on, you know, carriage four, five, you know, all the way down to 2074 because that's how popular I am, right, Corey? But you got VIP treatment essentially in the cockpit of the train, Corey, this year. And it's no wonder you finished top 1,000. It's absolutely no wonder. Do you reckon that was the key to it all? Oh, I'll tell you now, Corey, if you weren't invited into the cockpit and you're sitting back on, on carriage 74 with, uh, you know, probably a few of the admins, then you, you were just, you're pretty much just no hope. Yeah. We did, well, we did start with a couple of good players too, though, like Josh Dunkley. I mean, I had Lockie Neal. And um, we held? Yeah, um, yep. Um, Whitfield, Lloyd. Uh, we had some beauties, I think. I think the one that we, I missed this year was Williams, Zach Williams. Yeah, I think we, we can both agree that we both missed him. Yeah. But I think, you know, really late in the preseason, we didn't have much uh, kind of discussion around uh, Darcy Moore for a lot of the preseason. Then all of a sudden he popped up yeah. and we were all game enough to go ahead and pick him at 230K. And I think that was a pretty important move as well, that one there. But I think we're also blessed with um, a lot of the fallen premiums this year, Corey. You know, Zach Williams, as you just mentioned, Brody Smith, um, who were some of the other ones, Brad Crouch. Um to a lesser extent, players like, you know, Travis Boak, you know, with, you know, midfield change and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think we, we pretty much every single one of them worked. I mean, even Liberatore probably worked for a period of time as well. Um, and pretty much the big dogs all got it done. You know, Dunkley, Danger, you know, Heaney averaged 94 in the year. He probably didn't get it done, but he was that popularly owned and didn't bite us in the ass that much that you could call that a successful pick as well. Hopefully he's not on my radar next year. That's it. I think there's... I mean, he will come up cheaper than what we started with him this year, and we'll start him again, Corey. I mean, he's played three seasons of football, and he's gone, I think, 97, 97, 94, probably now in his his three averages. Uh, I mean, you do that exercise where you have a look at, you know... uh, previous year's form and all that sort of stuff and who would be top six, you know, that thing you did at the, yeah, the start yeah. of this year. When you did that, Heaney's probably going to stack up again if you did that yeah, again next year. And, lose a lot of them to the midfield. And he's probably going to be sub 500K. Mm. I'll be doing that again next year, actually, because that was uh, I think that was a pretty relevant cheat. I mean, you have a look at our top six forwards at the moment. Dunkley, mid-only next year. Danger, mid-only. Marshall, ruck-only. Tim Kelly, mid-only. Boak, mid-only. Um, you know, what other players essentially were there? Warple, mid-only. Um, you know, Billings might be a chance. Heaney might be a chance. Um, you know, Toby Green might be a chance. He finished off really well. But, I mean, there's just – I mean, we're going to be strapped again. And I feel like we, this kind of happens every year as well. But, look, we'll just have to see what happens. But I think the likelihood of us starting with Heaney is pretty high again, Corey. Great. <laughs> That'll be the. I know exactly what's going to happen. We're going to go into pre It's like, hey, he's due for midfield minutes this year. You've got to get him. All right, let's talk about our league. So, uh, Exotic Limo League, uh, 97th overall at the end of the year. Not bad for the Exotic Limo League there. Um, incredible. Neil, Neil before the King Taylor with a 2 8 2 8. Knocked off Shane uh, from the Long Dongs with a 2 6 3 7. So, congratulations there, Neil. Um, anyone that did win a league, by the way, get onto us and uh, we'll put you in the right direction of what you need to do. And then go to the Hungover League, which finished 77th as well. Knocked off the Exotic Limo League. Uh, Will of D's Nuts with a 2-8-2-3 uh, beat Joe of 22 guys, one cup, who had a really good year too. So that's uh, pretty unlucky, Joe, to get picked in the grand final. So congratulations there, Will. 
Um, and like I said, anyone else floating around, uh, uh, definitely get get onto us for any of the other leagues that, um, you know, the Supercoach Elites leagues that have been done. Um, shout out to a couple of the community out there who, for the forums, were jumping on them all year. That was good. But especially for the ones that we had in leagues that uh, were doing write-ups for us instead. Um, I think it was a good old... I think it was Travi that was jumping on uh, for the hungover league all year and I stopped doing the write-ups after about round eight and he took over. So that was great viewing every single week. Bombs. Yes, mate. The, you know, the, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Finals are coming up. That's basically what I want to say. Look, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you this, Corey, though, because we also had the big, remember the big group we put together? Oh, yeah. Um, now, we had 25 people, Corey, ranked in the top 500. Nice. Can you believe that? And now we'll give the top three a shout out because the top three were top 100 finishers this year. Um, Des, whose name is Derek, team name Des, uh, finished overall rank 12. Get a better Um, team name next year, by the way, Derek. That's not very original. This one's hilarious. Team name, Where's My Bootsmas? (laughs) And first name, Josh. Isn't that hilarious? Um, Overall rank 90. And uh, team name, Jagerbombs, (laughs) with uh, a first name of The. So uh, I'm not sure if his parents were just probably inept in terms of their English skills and naming sort of ability, but apparently his name's The, and uh, he finished 95 ranked overall. Yep. Now, it's a pretty good year, some, some good work from a lot of those boys, so congratulations to everyone in that league as well. All right, we're getting down to finals, Bumps. Let's talk about Brownlow. We'll go with your predicted winner, your Smokey, and any kind of other side bet you like. All right. So predicted winner. Um, now, I'm going to be cheering for Cripper, obviously, Corey McCartan, man. Um, got money on five, so that's where I'm cheering. But I actually think Bontem Pally is uh, going to take it out. I think a dog's won enough games, and Bont is just one of these creatures that will just get votes and votes and votes, I reckon. And um, interesting, going to – look, I, I know what people are going to say. Oh, McRae, oh, Dunkley, you know, Hunter had a few good games and all this sort of crap. But – I just think the bond will just track on nicely, and, and who knows? I think this is a pretty open year. And, uh, look, I hope we get a shock. My uh, smoky or my outsider is uh, Andrew Gaff, Corey, 81 to 1, um, and he would have had enough 30-plus possession games to get himself uh, into the votes, I reckon. So, um, yeah, is he going to win it? Probably not, but that's what a smoky is all about. Yeah, no, I really like that. He was my kind of roughy, real each way kind of uh, chance to come late in poll uh, is also Andrew Gaff, especially because, you know, all the coasters, like those games where he's having 31, 32, they're getting wins. He'll, he'll probably poll a vote. The highest West Coast Eagles player is bloody Elliot Yo at 67. So um, my predictor win it is Lockie Neal if he gets off the suspension. I think, look, honestly, I just want Lockie Neal because... Um, Started him. Yeah, picked him at the start of the year, said it in the Brisbane podcast. He'd win it, didn't back him after that, backed him halfway through the year when he was like, you know, in from bloody 34s or whatever he was until about $8. Or story for another day. But uh, yeah, so I'd love Lockie Neal to win it. Um, I think Dangerfield's going to win it, as boring as that is. Um, I would love, I'd love Dangerfield, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Trelaw as well, is also a bit of an outsider there, too. So. Um, I'll have a couple of cheeky trifectas running around into the night. Um, but massive shout-out to Schmitty and the Elites admin team who have put together their own little Brownlow uh, cheat sheet that's going on. 
Um, so they've gone through, and it's not your traditional 3-2-1 votes, Bongs, that you'd love. Uh, they've gone 5-4-3-2-1 in every game. Um, well, it's good that they did that, Corey, because when they do when they do the counts on Brownlow note, they give out five voters. <laughs> Very good. Um, but no, I absolutely love what they've done together. So that's up now. That's up on our website. Um, so check that out. Um, I always look for shit like this come uh, Brownlow time. Um, everyone's got something different. Everyone's got a different opinion. That's what you're going to love, assholes. So, you know um, what I did one year, Corey? The year that Fife won it. Now, we probably weren't as tight back then, Corey. And uh, I did it one year. I watched every single game. Like, I'm talking, you know, this was when I was in uni. I watched replays yeah. during the week. I covered every single game, did a predictor. And remember, it was, you know, Fife or Dangerfield, who's going to win? I predicted Fife was going to win that year. But I remember I had a multi-bet on that year, Corey. And I hit like 13 out of the 14 legs, and I was hitting like seven to one club winners and all that sort of crap. Yeah, um, good. However, I didn't do this year, so I'm probably just talking about myself here, as I usually do. So. Uh, all good. Now I had I, the Joe Watson year. I had Joe Watson at 550 the night before. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, uh, I had to go give Tab back their money after they handed it over there a couple of years later. So. Did you actually? No. <laughs> uh, they didn't pay me out on Cochin that year either. The dogs. Well, they should have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, anyway. I actually better Cochin Mitchell tie, and they gave me absolutely donuts. Yeah, filthy. Wasn't happy. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, let's jump across to the grand final. Who's going to make it? Who's going to be Norm Smith? Who's going to win it? Well, there's only one team I'm confident is going to make it, Corey, and that's Richmond. As uh, as boring as that is. Now you know about this, Corey. Now I said before, you know, we weren't that close to Fusebol. We're getting close, I reckon, Corey. We're nearly. I mean, you know, I'm working towards one to one with you, but we're, we're probably. Still, we're acquaintances we're, at the moment. Yeah, we're we're, we're acquaintances. You ever regular the Sim, acquaintances. You ever played the Sims where you've got your friendship bar and everything. You ever that no, but I used to have more space. We're out of top six, Corey. That's about as far as I went. Right? Um, now, now you know this. I backed. Not even a week ago, I reckon it was, Corey. How long do you reckon it was? Yeah. Maybe Wednesday, Thursday last yeah, week? I was going to say last Thursday, if that. 201 to 1, I put a cheeky 100 on Dylan Grimes, Corey. He has shortened into 81 to 1 already, and I can cash out for a profit, but I won't. I'm going to ride it because there's 22 Gs on the line here, Corey. I'll tell you now, if he can hold someone goalless and maybe take a few intercepts and you know do a few sort of uh, impactful you know, things or when the games on the line come up a clutch in a couple of moments, he's as good as chance as any. And the umpires don't give out this award, Corey, so I'm semi-confident that they might appreciate Grimes. And I love the story, Corey. Imagine the story. Rance out Grimes, Norm Smith medalist. And Bomb's 22 Gs richer. <laughs> oh, mate, I'll tell you now. I'd, I'd virtually shout everyone a beer except Pete and Diz, I reckon. That'd be a good night, actually. I'd come out for that one. Actually, no, I'd probably shout Pete because Pete tailed me at 201 to 1, didn't he? <laughs> Everyone else has just been giving me verbal abuse. Uh, it's always good. Um, I reckon I reckon uh, Richmond, too. I reckon they make the flag. I think they'll win it. Um, said a couple of weeks ago, too, when they were still like 17s, and then they come into like 9s the next day, and then I wasn't backing them at 9s, and now they're into 350, and they're kind of shattered. Uh but yeah, I think they'll make it. I think they'll win it. It'll be boring. I think Dustin Martin will probably take another Norm Smith if they do. I'd love to see Brisbane uh, make it. Uh, if they do, I'll have something on Lockie Neal and Jared Lyons as well. Uh, but Pies, let's go. Let's go. Pies and Richmond Grand Final. Pies and Richmond Grand Final. Well, I think Geelong might be the other one that's going to make it. I want to see the. Um, I'd love to see a replay of that West Coast game, Rich, West Coast Richmond. I mean, that was game of the year, but. 
Um, I reckon Geelong might just have a point to prove. And Geelong, you guys play Geelong, don't you? Uh, yeah, this week. So uh, next I week, think sorry. I think Geelong are going to be that angry about skilled stadium that they're going to have to win this week. Nah, I see, think... I think oh, this is the thing. Chris Scott's just got to shut the fuck up. We're allowed to swear, you, aren't we? Uh, we're allowed to swear, yeah. Yeah, we, just shut the, the fuck up. Because all you're doing is putting more pressure on your team by sucking and whinging about it. Yeah, look, I don't mind it because... Uh, it might just, you know, get them all going to say, hey, no, no, we need to make a statement here. Um, He's, they're, they're right. This game should be played at skilled. I, I agree with that. Um, um, however, as the a... The AFL's about making money, so let's if I was a fan of If I was a fan of Geelong, I'd be angry. However, as a neutral supporter, Corey, I'm quite happy for this to be played at the MCG as well. I don't think it, you know, I think 70,000, 80,000 people getting to games is more important than, uh, you know, only 5,000 Collingwood members, if that, get into this game. So um, I couldn't care less. I mean, I'd want to play in front of a more, you know, bigger amount of people on the best stadium in the world. As a Collingwood fan, I'm more than happy to go play the G. Yeah, so look, I think Geelong will roll ya, and I'm back in Richmond to roll Brisbane, which means that Richmond and Geelong end up on opposite sides of the draws. And, um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, I reckon Richmond, Pies, Geelong. Pies, Pivot, Richmond, another prelim. That would be pretty epic. And Richmond for a bit of redemption as well in that one. Could bring Coxie back just for that. Game. It's just fantastic. I mean, how how good is it? I mean, realistically, Brisbane and or Richmond, who can honestly pick a winner? GWS and the Dogs. I mean, how the Dogs are only a slight favourite, who knows? But would you all be all that surprised if GWS won? Yeah, I would. Would you? Yeah, I think the Doggies are going to shit this in. But see, I reckon this has got the opposite effect. They needed the week off last time to recoup. This time around... GWS need the week off, and Bulldogs are going to lose their momentum. See, I reckon this is this week off. I don't like it either, Corey. By the way, Collingwood, Geelong. Who the hell knows? And uh, well, you, I think you can be fairly confident that West Coast will dismantle Essendon. How good would it be, honestly, if Essendon went across and beat them? And and who do they play? The loser of Collingwood and Geelong. Is that is that factual? Yeah, jeez. Could you imagine this, right? Essendon get that done, so you get Essendon Collingwood in a semi. Richmond have then rolled Brisbane, so you get the winner of Collingwood Richmond up against um, uh, Richmond, oh, and um, oh sorry, Collingwood and Essendon it's against against, yeah. the winner of that up against Richmond, so, and then oh no man, the crowds Collingwood Essendon or Richmond in a flag. Man, the, the the crowds. I mean, through the whole final series. I mean, you just watch it for the spite, don't you, Corey? Hopefully it's going to be a good series. Good hopefully series. they got a lot of those security guards that rock up to your house floating around during the Well, so. I'll tell you now, Corey, now that the podcasts aren't on, they will no longer be deposited down this end of the town and they will be relocated to the MCG. Yeah, good chance, good chance. Um, <laughs> is that enough chat about all that? Probably, yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, now, I know I'd be missing something here. Am I missing anything before we get well, into the thank yous? And... Well, no, no, no. I don't think you're missing anything, actually. That's a good chance. I think we've covered everything. Well, have a, have a look at the run sheet in front of you, Corey. Yeah, you got one job most weeks, right? Write yourself a run sheet and follow it. That's why you're the host. Yeah. Did you tick it all off, mate? Probably a good idea. Yeah, no, no, no. Nah, we're all good. We're all good. So, yeah. just a, you know, I don't want it to end, Bob. So, I enjoy doing the potties every week. I'll tell you now, it's been an absolute pleasure, Corey. Um, you know, aside from, you know, the fact that I get a little bit irritated, Corey, and, uh, you know, things uh, sometimes get a little bit heated and a little bit argumentative, particularly with the uh, with the fans out there. 
I don't enjoy doing anything more than I enjoy coming on here to speak to you for an hour and sometimes what feels like three hours every week. <laughs> Uh, it's good. Uh, we can add a couple new members to the Wall of Fame this year. So I think um, uh, almost called him Jakim Noah then. Uh, Noah Bolter. <laughs> I'll tell you now, if Noah Bolter's on the Wall of Fame... Well, he's going to jump up. So he's um, jumping up to next to Mitch Hannon and uh, Sicily from the year before. So. I'm giving. I'm telling you what. I'm, I'm going to give Miley Cyrus a, goal, a call, Corey, because I'm coming in like a wrecking ball and I'm going to fucking knock down that Wall of Fame. Bolt, there's no chance Bolter ends up on that wall of fame, Corey. No the chance. The goat is in. Anyway, uh, Bombs, sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you for rocking up and being here every podcast uh, this year, doing what you do, taking the absolute PI double five out of yourself, mate. Um, yeah, hats off to you because you play the villain role very, very good. Um, not sure if you're an actual villain or if you just play your role really well, but. Uh, <laughs> Just being an easy target for the community every week, mate. That just uh, gets a smile on my face. So thank you for everything you do. To the admin staff behind the scenes, the elite admin staff, a lot of people out there think it's Bons, Brett and myself that run this page and do all the work, but please, we do the easy part. We just jump on for a podcast and talk shit for an hour um, and be good at Supercoach. So that's really the easy thing to do. Um, there's about, I think... 12, 10 to 12 people that sit behind the scenes, put the memes together, who hold the meme department, they're, they're bloody awesome. Um, you know, answer your fan questions, get everything ready, put shit together like this Brownlow spreadsheet that they've been doing all year, collect data in the off-season, um, yeah, do scores every week. Uh, we've got a new scores guy this week, this year, Pete. He's, he's been all right, replacing Shano, so um, hats off to him. Realistically, he needs to have a. You need to have a word to him very sternly because this he's not committed enough for my life. Yeah, we'll have a chat with him. Um, but no, in all seriousness, the the behind the scenes work without all you guys and and without our admins, this page wouldn't run, and these podcasts and Twitter and everything wouldn't run as successful as it has all year. So, um, hats off to you. Uh, and also, I think you know, special mention uh, Zito who was doing the live uh, potties. Yep. Every Thursday, Friday night, whatever it was, that they were, they were pretty handy, and the, I think the community respected that because he was half decently uh, poised for most of the year. Yeah, was he top three hundred or something? Is that where he finished? Yeah, yeah, he finished higher than me. I know that. So um, he had a bloody good year as well. Um, so he traded Dunkley early and then got him back in too. So that's off to your zeets. Um, but yeah, for everything there, a massive thank you to the to the back end staff. Now, more importantly to the elitist community, a big, massive fucking thank you for everything you do all year. Because, let's be honest, without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do all this. The podcast wouldn't work. We'd just be wasting our time. We started off as a small podcast, just absolutely taking the piss um, out of just the elite Div 1 league that we used to run. Um, and from there, we've grown over the years, and, and now we really do it for you guys. Um, the feedback, the cooperation on forums, the chats, the questions we get every week, um, you know, we now get to know a couple of you on first name basis and can make jokes with you and have a chat with you on Twitter. And, um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, the thank yous that we get every week from you, the feedback, we, we fucking love you. So again, on behalf of Bons and myself, thank you for everything you do there. Anyone else I need to thank Bons? Well, um, no, but I will say this, Corey. We are always looking to expand the uh, the Supercoach Elites 
family, the admin uh, team, and, and the team that really do a lot of the, the behind the work. So, you know, the scores, the posts, all that kind of stuff there. You know, you put together the pictures and that. And I just want to say thanks to those fellas too. However, Corey, we've had one of the more impressive delistings now in, in our time here at the Elites. And, you know, when you, you know, you get to the end of the season and you just think, yeah, we've just got to let this player go. Thank fuck has is gone, Corey. I'll tell you now, it's, nothing has made me more happy than that. But has, you're probably wondering, who's has? I'll tell you who has is. He's the guy that put together all our video memes. And you're probably thinking, bonfs, what video memes? We haven't seen any. Well, that's exactly right. He was fucking useless, mate. So the community, if you're good at putting together video memes and these kind of things, we'd like you to send your application into the elites and, and we'll review it and uh, see how we go. Because we are looking for someone, you know, to do a you know, video meme type uh, role within our um, within our staff here. We do not pay. We, we pay in... Uh, you know, solid banter in a, in a bit of a, a group chat between us. And, um, yeah, that, that's sort of how you get paid. But, I mean, if you've got a love for doing this sort of stuff, then uh, then why not uh, jump on the the Elite's training? And definitely keep an eye out, like Bond said, because every off-season we do look to grow. We look to grab about three or four new people every year. So just to help with the ever-expanding Supercoach list. So if you've got a bit of free time on your hands and you love Supercoach, definitely let us know. Well, on behalf of Bumps and myself, community, again, a big thank you for everything you do. And uh, thanks for listening. And look, we'll be back in the preseason. Bigger, stronger, better than ever. Anyone that's in our FPL league, good luck. Keep talking to us about that. Happy to chat about that uh, every day of the week. Got some. Is that just the only fantasy sport that you run over this offseason now, Bumps? What do you mean by run? I've got nothing to do oh, with that, well, Benjamin. Play FPL. Uh, now get into the uh, Super Coach Big Bash. Uh, oh yeah, forgot about that. Oh, we'll definitely have a league up for that. We'll have a league up for that, and probably a cheeky little I side. It's really good. How's this? Yeah, yeah, this is normally you tooting your own horn, but yeah. in the last, um, what I would say in the last freaking my last three fantasies would be this World Cup fantasy and uh, BBL fantasy. Been top yeah. thousand in every single one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And when I say World Cup fantasy, that's soccer World Cup, not cricket World Cup. I didn't play that, but yeah, yeah. So I'm, on a, I'm on a bit of a roll at the moment in all fantasy well, sport aspects. I will say this, Corey. It's a long, long fall for you coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a, for sure. Um, a, but yeah. I, look, I play NFL. I also play uh, EPL, and getting into the NBA fantasy this year as well too. So happy Shit. to talk. Happy to talk all things fantasy. It's like um, you weren't busy enough, mate. Yeah, no. You'd think I wouldn't have a job, eh? Well, I mean, it's quite contentious, actually, wouldn't it? <laughs> Done. All right, community. <laughs> Peace out, community. Thanks for listening.